do you want it to be Nimbus the actual like like what it reads in here or do you want it to be Nimbus the all powerful you want me to do the whole thing again yo welcome to the a space podcast i'm your host the one eye gambler with my co-host Nimbus the all powerful published a podcast it has it's been four fucking years i was talking to somebody today um a recent uh acquisition to my uh circles of life and we were talking a little bit about like being a good person versus being a good human being and how that correlates to people and why some people change and some people don't they can't adapt and overcome even when their behavior is like destroying their own lives <laughs> so in correlation to like um like drugs alcohol bad habits spending money like doing shit you know you shouldn't do but you do it fucking anyways for the quick fix so to speak yeah um, so I was talking to him today about that and it was kind of funny cause it's one of those things where, where he realized he was coming at it from a logical standpoint of view. And I was like, it's not about logic. It's about the emotional reaction people have to what is or isn't good for them. And if it's bad for them, if it gets rid of the demons, they don't want to face, they'll still pick the poison. Even though they know it's poison. They know it's not whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's drugs or gambling or whatever other vice or addiction. They will still choose the thing that is worse for them if it gives them a chance to ignore the pain that they have to sort through in order to move forward. And then it starts this like downward spiral of like, projection and deflection where people don't want to deal with their own bullshit Mm -hmm. because it hurts it hurts to be self-critical to engage in critical thinking and scrutinize yourself and go I was flat out wrong here and I need to adapt and change that perspective that's very painful and on top of that people aren't really taught to do that right like we haven't really been cultivating critical thinking as a skill set in the last 15 to 20 years in education in public schools which is where 80 percent of people go for their education for k-12 through is public so if it's not there 80 percent of the population is not guaranteed to have that cultivation of that very very crucial life skill in a ever-evolving ever-changing world that we live in of the 21st century and new tech and new innovations and new input sources of influence and pressures and society gapping 
the time we have down to recover to ourselves, right? We're limiting that gap. It's hard to recover self and maintain self as society pushes us further and further together. And then it's even harder to course correct when we get off course because we start running into so many things so quickly now. Um, and so we were talking about that today and he was... We ended up on the cons- the concept of like, well, we all want to be perfect, but we can't be because perfection is an illusion, unattainable due to the constant state of our world, which is ever-changing, evolution, adapt, overcome, survive, right? That's the nature of all things on this planet. There's no real sense of homeostasis where you are, quote-unquote, a perfect being. Lobsters might be the closest thing to it, but even they go through shedding processes so they can continue to grow and live. We don't know exactly how long they would live if they could continue to do that, but presumably they're the closest things to being able to live forever. Or jellyfish. There are some jellyfish that revert to like being an infant jellyfish when they sustain critical damage. Um, but regardless... That's not a condition that humans get to exist with, right? And so if you're always chasing this image of perfection, it can lead to a spiral of failure unless you're able to engage with yourself and go, hey, I wasn't perfect today. I didn't have the excellent day that I planned or expected I was going to have A, B, and C happen, but then also X, Y, Z happened, and those were all really bad things. If you can't engage with those concepts and those topics and go, hey, this is where it went wrong and I could have done better and this was totally out of my hands and I need to let that bad bullshit go so that tomorrow's not that bad. Shit piles up on people and it gets harder and harder. And so then we turn to things like drugs and alcohol and other bad habits to chase away those things that we haven't been able to sort through or haven't been able to deal with because they're so painful. And people would rather, an individual would rather pretend to be doing something about a problem, right? They would rather pretend and tell themselves, I'm a good person. I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm self-sacrificing. I'm giving. I help my friends out. I give them money when they need it. I'm gracious. I'm kind. I give people time and I self-sacrifice. And that sounds all well and good. Except for the fact that then they turn around and they're doing heroin or they're drinking and driving or they're filling some other vice in their life because they're not putting themselves first, right? They're not being selfish. They are not self-actualizing and going, hey, I need to do this, this, and this for myself. And that has to come first. Because we don't. As far as I'm aware and really that I've been able to tell from talking to people over the last 15 years, we don't really teach people that anymore. We don't teach them that selfishness is okay. We don't teach them put yourself first and make sure you're okay. That way you can help other people when needed, right? We hear things like sharing is caring and think of others before you think of yourself, it's like, well, that's all well and good, but, you know, when you look at the statistics of our society in America, in the United States, 
something like 78 to 80 percent of all millionaires and billionaires are self-made you don't get to that by being self-sacrificing right you don't get to the top one percent by not putting yourself first you don't become a millionaire by giving away millions of dollars that that's doesn't happen and i think that people struggle with this concept of being a good person versus a good human being and where the perfect balance of that is. And it leads them in a really, really bad loop of self-deprecation and failure. Again, because they can't critically analyze it and they can't self-scrutinize and overcome. And instead, they intake all this harsh negative feedback, right? When somebody says no to a friend of theirs and goes, hey, I can't do that for you. I know you've been relying on me in the past, but I can't do that for you anymore, even though we're really good friends, because I need to do this for myself. I need to have boundaries. I need to establish my world and take care of me first. That causes conflict with the people that you care about. And that's certainly been a thing I've been having to deal with in the last couple years. Welcome to another um, and so I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Revisiting that concept. If you, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, but we did a podcast on perfection four years ago. And it's still along the similar lines of philosophy and perspective for me, but it's interesting that I still haven't been able to solve the quandary, the balance of what, where is the balance between being a good person for society and being a good human being who adheres to human nature and puts myself first so that I can be reliable for the people in society that I think matter, that I think are doing good? It's been a crazy ride. What's your take on it? Oof, my take. Yeah, we're starting heavy. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, I do. I do definitely believe that, like, trying to be perfect every time and trying to make sure that you, uh, well, I think it's like a dog chasing his tail. Like, the more you look for the tail, the more you're gonna go in circles. It's kind of what mm. I got from it. And if anybody like is gonna listen to this shit. They're going to see that, like, you're going to explain something for 15 minutes, and I'm just going to say something for, like, 10 seconds. So, So, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. Um, That's why I have to ask you to explain what the hell you're talking about, so I can go a little deeper into it myself. Because, I guess, you have this idea like i don't know when topics come up topic to topic i'll definitely present some shit that i want to talk about in depth but this is something that you basically want to talk about you have to lead me where you want to go and periodically ask for me to chime in to what i'm talking about like what you're talking about um i'm also a little tipsy right now it's all right so am i so am i we'll call this a six ways for sundays <laughs> So, I don't know. So, okay, start from... Okay, let me, let me pose a direct question then to help yeah. realign it. 
do you think the pursuit of perfection benefits the human condition? Hmm. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, we're starting out with yes or no's, but we'll we'll dig in. But do you think the pursuit of perfection is beneficial to the human condition? Yes. Well, okay. motivation. Uh, uh, I'm I'm just say blanket yes. I my I, okay. my answer okay. may change as we go on, but blanket. And yes that's that's right that's that's perfectly okay. <laughs> People are allowed to change their minds. <laughs> Do you think being a good human is the same as being a good person in society? Ooh, that is a very... Because mm. this is the core question I, I, I started off on that I was talking about today with... Uh, the recent acquisition I, I referenced. But it, it's the keystone to the argument of whether or not perfection is helpful or hurtful. Yes. I, I think... Okay. I think, I think I'm going to answer yes to that one, too. Okay. So, perfection is good for humans... Pardon me. And you think being a good human is the same as being a good person for society? Hold on. What just happened to your computer there? Say that again? Hold on. Say that again? So, the first question was, do you think the pursuit of perfection is good for the human condition? You said yes. The second question was, do you think being a good human being is the same as being a good member of society I'm going to say yes right I disagree uh, we've talked about this before but I draw a line in, in the world between being a good person in society and being a good human being I do okay. not believe that the nature of those two things run congruent to each other right i think they are incongruent they crisscross a lot and so sometimes they line up but they are more at odds with each other than they are in alliance i think to be a good human being is to engage in natural human behavior which is to say you put yourself first. Self-preservation. Making sure you're set up in a way that benefits you the most and costs you the least is the very nature. It's And it's not just human nature. It's the nature of any animal on this planet is to do what is best for you. Now, sometimes that means when you're a pack animal like humans are, Right. If you're lower down on the food chain, food chain being one to five, humans are typically a two, unless we're in large groups that are coordinated, right? And when you're in a more fragile, vulnerable position, it does behoove you to work together with others like yourself to survive and to have stability 
and to create a homestead or a, a society that benefits you, right? That provides you that stability and protection to build your survival on. But intrinsically, I think humans are very selfish creatures, like any other creature is on this planet. We want to live, we want to survive, we want to propagate. That requires resources, that requires safety, stability. It requires an area where we can feel at home. And then it requires us to engage in conflict with anything and everything that will jeopardize that, including other human beings. As a collective species, humans have sort of circumvented that by agreeing to create civilization, where humans have come together in pockets throughout time, built civilizations. Those civilizations are built off of many similarities, right? There's typically a, a language similarity. There's typically an agreed-upon uh, moral and ethical doctrine that underpins the, the society, that weaves the fabric of society that everybody engages in and benefits from. There's a pooling of resources at a, at a very fundamental level that everybody benefits from that helps create stability, helps create safety, right? And then they're le they leave, we leave enough room for individuality and uniqueness to express itself that so that we don't tear ourselves apart and so that we don't lose ourselves to a collective. But even then, that individuality propagates conflict, right? We call this competition and capitalism, but it's still conflict, right? Like people competing for the same thing just in a more civilized way. We're not killing each other with sticks and stones any longer. Instead, we're engaged in a free market system to see who wins and who competes. And the masses choose who wins based off of, presumably, who has the best marketing, who has the best resource, who has the best thing that they're selling to the rest of society. And by contributing that to society, you're benefiting the fabric, and that justifies your selfishness and your profit gains in capitalism. Now, boil that back down to something more simple as just like an interpersonal relationship that is very transactional. It's like, I invest my time in you. You invest your time in me. We build an emotional connection and bond over time that we rely on when things get hard and that we choose to engage in when things are really good that we choose to celebrate uh with each other when when things go well in life that is reciprocal and that benefits two people mutually it's symbiotic that is a benefit of society that if you are being a good human and if you are adhering to human nature that doesn't necessarily become a requirement if i can take that from you Right. If I can take what I need from you, I don't have to console you, congeal you, befriend you, be kind and be benevolent and be tolerant if I can just take it. So being a good person in human society means adhering to that moral and ethical fabric, right? Adhering to our constitutional rights, respecting other people's rights. But being a good human... A human being 
does not give a shit about our Constitution, right? A human at its base level doesn't even understand what the Constitution is, right? The Constitution is forged out of thousands of years of human conflict in an effort to not have to resort to death, blood, and mayhem and conflict for survivability, right? Who was it? I think it was... God, I can't remember the quote, who who said it, but somebody somebody smarter than me somewhere in, in history said, politics exists so that we do not have to go to war, right? Human society exists so that we don't have to kill our friends and family and people from our fellows in order to coexist. And so I think being a good human means adhering to human nature, being selfish, putting yourself first, and there are healthy ways to do that in society today, but oftentimes those ways are looked at as a problematic behavior, right? People who are selfish, who don't give their time away for free, who only have a small group of friends that they trust and love, and everybody else they don't really care about, right? We look at those people and we might say they're cut off, they're limited. They don't care about other people as much as they should. They don't give enough back to their community. And perhaps, as far as society is concerned, they don't. But those people are being better human beings because they are reliable, again, in this hypothetical, for their group. Right? They are fully sustained. They are not dependent upon other people. And in fact, other people can rely on them. And it will not take away from their own benefit in order to be helpful to the people that they care about. Versus a good person in society who may be the most selfless, giving, gracious, understanding, sympathetic, empathetic individual you've ever met. Right? It doesn't matter what their week has in store. They will try and move their schedule around to adapt to what you ask them to do. That's a very nice well-accepted person in society. However, that person is not generally stable, right? Those people give so much from themselves that they do not create their own stable platform and sustain themselves. They are too giving. They are too willing to compromise, too willing to self-sacrifice. And that is a detriment. And when you start to give and give and give and give and give and the world takes and takes and takes and takes and takes as it does, it leads to feelings of bitterness and resentment and rejection that create bad habits like addictions, like well, I'll just say addictions and a lack of connection that matters. Right. And people choose the addiction, even though it's a poison, right, whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever, they choose the addiction because it chases away the misery of critical thinking, of self-analyzing and going, you fucked up by giving so much. Right. They didn't hit the balance between being a good member of society and being a good human being and putting themselves first. And now they're suffering the consequences of it because they gave and gave and gave and nobody gave back. Or not enough people gave back to help you out the way you helped other people out. And, I, and again, humans either become very resentful and spiteful and take from other people. Or they self-sabotage and they pick a poison that helps them forget about those woes and those worries. And so I don't think human nature... 
like being a good human being is congruent with being a good person in society because society teaches us to be self-giving, be self-sacrificing, put others ahead of ourselves, share with others, even in the worst of times, right? Because the assumption is by doing that, engaging in that in those social fabric behaviors, that that will be reciprocated to you, but that is not the case, right? We all know people who are down on their luck. We see them on the side of the road every day, and we don't give them money. Some of us do, some of us don't. But society as a whole doesn't help them enough. And yet we're still told, be a good person. Give first onto others. Do not keep for yourself. But we all know, if I'm not right, if I don't take care of myself, if you don't take care of yourself, I can't help anybody else. I don't, I'm no good to anybody half dead. And I think that those two things that we live with every day operate in a duality that is incongruent with each other. I don't think you can be a good human being and a good person. It is a exercise in futility. Okay. Is there anything you disagree with that on that scale? <clears throat> So your first question is, do you believe the pursuit of perfection is beneficial to humanity, right? Uh -huh. And then your second one is, do you believe you have to be a good person to positively contribute to humanity? Is that what No, no, no. Do you, do you have to be... Is being a good human this... <clears throat> Sorry. Is being a good human being... Is being a good human being the same as... The same as being a good person in society? I'm just asking because I have to write that shit down. Hold on. Yeah, no worries. I'm getting fucking old and I have to like write something down and remember it. Um, but I have That's been studying. <laughs> I have been studying real estate for like fucking three months. I was gonna straight, say so. your brain fatigue must be out of this, <clears throat> dude. You studied for like twelve hours yesterday too. Your brain fatigue has got to be so high right now. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah. like, let's record. Well, I so, said let's uh, record. <laughs> so, so I said yes to you. Believe that perfection is beneficial to humanity, and I, yeah. I say that because. And I don't know shit like real estate. I was explaining to somebody the other day that <clears throat> real estate is like everything that you learn about it is like so conditional and so dependent. So like somebody will ask you one thing or like you'll look on the test and look for an answer for one thing and you'll kind of, it's kind of the test. This is like the hardest class you'll do. Because everything is dependent on like one word or one thing in a situation where you don't really know. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes parallel to my argument because like <clears throat> in the greater scheme of things, I think that if you try to pursue perfection, it is beneficial to humanity because <clears throat> I have this quote, which is like, I say all the time, which is the oil will separate from the water, right? You you take yeah. a bottle, you put water and oil in, and it'll separate from itself. Well, yes. <clears throat> the world is going to, like, arrive at whatever the hell it's going to arrive at whenever it wants to, right? 
but I believe that like w if we pursue like perfection, then like we'll arrive at things much quicker, right? So, <clears throat> like the def let's look up the definition for perfection real quick. So, like, I want to make sure my definition is like my argument is, is as solid the as I can make it. No, yeah, I think it's we're gonna go to... whatever the fuck that the search browser pulls. <laughs> It better be Merriam and Webster. <laughs> I don't need no dictionary.com. I need that Merriam and Webster, the old school. The quality or state of being perfect. A perfect quality or perfect thing, a degree of accuracy or excellence that cannot be bettered. Okay. Um beneficial to me. Like, okay. A degree of accuracy or excellence that cannot be better. That's straight from Merriam-Webster. That's a third definition yes, for perfection. Um, I don't believe that means perfect, though. What? Okay. A what degree of accuracy or excellent that excellence that cannot be bettered. Um, right. There's no improvement to be made. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's... It's perfect perfect which is okay. exactly what, what i'm saying what does, about what does that perfect mean what does that that just means final form like and that that's you've been watching too much anime again <laughs> no i'm just saying it, it just means it means final form that you can see i mean or that you can mm. feel or that is art for your perception i mean because Right, but if it's not perceivable, are you are you subject to it? Right, like if you like you can perceive the pain. Oh, yeah. oh You can like humans can perceive the intangible. I mean, because I think I think your argument but, is that the more we try to shape the world, the more we try to like mold it. Like the more that things that things go out of our control. I mean. And I mean, honestly, I honestly believe that like chaos is always gonna bring us back to order, and vice versa. Like, cause right, like that's even the cycle even, and the balance, but right, because like, even nature has form, right? Like, even that atom right. has form, and everything we know of conforms to that. So, I I just I just feel like if we everything needs to be put in a certain like perspective like some people take a take a path through life of creativity and going against the norm but all in all they still arrive at the same way that somebody who takes the path of conformity and you know doing everything straight edge and a straight cut path like you still arrive at the same place you're still in the workplace with everybody else and the person next to you has had a totally different life than you've had and like you know it's like that so i i don't know i i think right now i mean i've had i can relate this to what i'm doing like with my writing i've kind of like done an outline of like like a a, uh, a space opera kind of 
science fiction fantasy novel that I want to write. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, it, it's really having me do a lot of research about like JPL and NASA and SpaceX and stuff like that. And I can't help but bring Elon Musk into that. It was like if like a lot of our a lot of things we want to do in the science field and in the technology field probably would not be going on without Elon Musk. And he's the that, definition sure. of pursuing perfection. If I was to like throw that out there. So without him, we wouldn't have Teslas. We probably mm. would never be going to the moon or trying to explore out in the stars and stuff like that. And it I don't think somebody... he's in pursuit of perfection, though. I think he's in pursuit of getting to Mars, which is different. No, I, I think he's in pursuit of everything he does, he keeps doing until he gets that shit right, until it reaches its final form. That, that's what I think. If, I, mm. if I'm going to bring a bunch of callbacks... And what I what I think about I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that from my understanding about Musk's perspective, based off of the interviews I've seen with him, he's not obsessed with getting everything perfect. He's obsessed with getting everything. How do you not get everything perfect for it to turn out perfect? That's just going to prove well, what I'm I saying. Mean, I mean, I because like... <laughs> not everything he does turns out perfect. Right, I mean, this he's had no, tons of failures aim. that he's learned from over time. But yeah, aiming at perfect is good, right? Because that puts you on the path to always try to improve. Uh huh. But every time, but every time he, they launch one of those fucking shuttles, obsessed with every time they launch one of those shuttles, bent on becoming perfect. I think he's bent on getting things good enough to accomplish his goal, and his goal. Right is to get human society established on Mars first and foremost, and everything he does is to that benefit, right? Including buying Twitter and trying to protect I don't free speech so. as he sees it. I don't think because that's without it. free speech, you can't disseminate information. Without dissemination of information, science cannot progress. It cannot continue to grow and overcome if you allow censorship to move in oh my god we're about to go down a rabbit hole okay no we don't have to go no, down no, no, that no, rabbit no, hole no, we're no, sticking no, with perfection nope not okay no. we're going off the rails already folks no because because you're saying that elon musk the only goal he wants to do is to get to mars that's his self-stated goal everything he does is for that goal Wow, what a marketing campaign that brainwashed you to believe that it was his only goal. That's his self-stated statement. Am I am I going to question I'm, the man? If I had him in front of me, I would ask him, yes, I'd put the screws to him. But People think that Elon Musk is not media trained, but boy, is he. I mean, of course okay. he's media trained. He's a... <laughs> Okay, he's been a millionaire for how long? Of course, he's used right. to, the, and that's, to operating. That's with, my argument. With publicity, but he also has it's very like, little fucks to give about society's perspective. It's He'll like give a crap okay. about it if it starts to negatively impact his goals. But if it doesn't negatively impact his goals, he doesn't give two shits. And I don't think anybody else should. I think. Let me rephrase that. I think more people could benefit from having that attitude of if it doesn't negatively jeopardize my goals it's probably not worth the water to put it into my boat right like 
don't stress about shit that you can't do nothing about to some degree is that argument it's like you think he's out here having a fucking twitter war or a, or a x war as it might be called in the near future with every person who publishes a tiktok that's anti musk or anti spacex or talk shit about him no he doesn't have time for that right he addresses the things in the media that his pr team comes to him and, and says these are high priority based off of our analysis this needs to be addressed this needs to be addressed this is worth your time and your money and your effort to to take care of this hey you got on up out of there real quick didn't you See, you see I how I did that? To, I was about navigated. To, nah, navigated. I was about to get your ass. You tried to say you tried to say that uh, Elon Musk just wants to get to Mars. Well, we said we wanted to go to the Middle East to fight terrorism, and there was a lot of Elon CIA, Musk did not say there that. Was, no, 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 the no, war no. machine said that. I'm just saying we said we said that we wanted to go to the Middle East to fight the war on terrorism, week? but. There was oil. There were CIA black sites. We were doing okay. So you're talking about opposite. I'm talking about be? no. I'm saying that a entity will say one thing when they have an infinitesimal amount of different goals that they're trying to plan. That man said he wants to go to Mars fifteen thousand times, and everybody believes it. He wants to mine the asteroids. He wants to expand to how many planets, however many planets that you can live on. That man wants to own planets before we even get there. He has he has more goals than just going to Mars, just like we had more goals than just fighting terrorism in the Middle East. That's my point. Okay. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, I hear what you're saying. And and now that, that that's where I was about to get on your ass, and you tried to get on my <laughs> out of there, but no, nah, boy, it ain't happening today. But I wanted to I wanted to ask you a question. Are you are you a uh, are you two questions? Are you trying to publicly fight against addiction? No. Okay. And second, no, are, I'm you, not are, you a, are you are you a socialist? My socialist. Because <laughs> you said you said politics oh. exists so we don't have to go to war, but it. It's a quote from Mao Zedong where he says how politics is war without bloodshed while war is politics without bloodshed. Mm, no, the quote I'm thinking of is more is closer to ancient Greece timeline. Oh, okay, um, like Plato and Aristotle and that shit? Yeah, I can't remember who it was though, but politics was invented essentially to prevent war, right? So that we could war with words rather than war with blood and iron. Um, but Humans being humans, it always comes back to the blood and the soil and the gravestones in the backyard. Um, I don't consider myself a socialist. I think at one point when I was younger, I would have considered myself a democratic socialist. Um, oh, yeah, boy, anarchist, you know what I'm saying? I do prefer <laughs> I prefer the freedom anarchy brings. However, I understand human beings and the society we've created. Hey, why why do, do why not, do we feel a need to label Do not ourselves? lend itself to establishing a true anarchist society because again, humans are inherently selfish. Although we are capable of great compromise, we will not unless we absolutely have to. 
and that propagates more violence than it should probably, but in an anarchist society, I think with the consciousness we have now as a human species, it would just create more violence than it would create peace. But if you had an elevated human consciousness across the the globe, I think anarchist society would be viable. Unfortunately, we don't have that. But I am more than happy to say... I, I, don't, I just don't know why we feel a need to label... I don't know what the hell I am anymore. I don't know why we feel a need to label ourselves. What's I kind of just feel like a nomad. What's that? Just, I take shit topic by topic, and it's like... I, there are very few things that I have a very, very hard opinion on. Like, an opinion that I will not budge on, no matter what you tell me. There are very few things. What's um, that, uh, what's that process in sociology where they just, uh, let people choose what type of order they want to have in their society? Where they just, like, stick them somewhere and let them create order in society i forget what that's called it's called chaos I'm trying to look it up no 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 it's a, it's a specific fucking word oh my god <laughs> hold on I'm, i've been trying you to just look get it to up choose like, whatever you want yeah, no i've been uh, trying to look it up for like yeah. two minutes <laughs> too much data out there on the internet um i'm not sure no i actually i actually remember it from my sociology um, class that i had when I was taking college classes. I, va- I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but I can't put it into words either. <sighs> We're going to revisit that. We're going to revisit that. I think that... Um, I think you're right about, you know, the millionaires and millionaires having multiple app goals, of course, but... Well, no. I feel like a lot of people have multiple goals, I just feel like well, everybody people, does, but I'm saying like, I feel like people choose one elevator pitch. They're using I feel right, like they're using one to build the rest off of. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yes. And you're right. As far as the narrative goes, humanity becoming a spacefaring species that conquers the universe, that's a great narrative, even if he's not using the word conquer. Right? He's using words like expanding and establishing, right? Things that uplift Rather than put down, they have this uplifting motif to them, right? But let's be real. If we ended up on Mars, and God forbid that there was a society on Mars, right? You don't think we would go to war with them motherfuckers and kill them off just to take Mars? Of course we would. Yeah, we're either uh, getting in that asshole or we're double fucked. And Musk would be like, I've got the rockets to send the nukes, guys. (laughs) He's not gonna, like. I guarantee you, human nature. That man already has a weaponized SpaceX shuttle. Bruh. <laughs> if he doesn't have one already in model production, hey, in on the on the in the secret books, I can't imagine it would take him more than a couple days. Don't of let work cycles to actually weaponize one of his pods. Don't like, let don't let threads <laughs> don't let threads get more concurrent users like than the X man does, can and that single-handedly man shut down somebody. Ukraine's radar defense. I think he can weaponize a rocket. <laughs> Keep me informed. What the fuck does that mean? 
so from my understanding, and again, I don't have the facts in front of me. I read this, uh, I believe it was in Reuters and in WAPO and in, I saw it on Breaking Points and also in, I think, the New York Times about a month or two ago, maybe a month and a half. But basically, um, Zelensky out of Ukraine was lambasting um, Elon Musk or somebody from who supported Ukraine in politics and in the military complex was lambasting Musk for not allowing um, his technology that he established in Ukraine uh, to be used for military purposes. Um, and so his uh, Starlink system that he has set up in Ukraine, which is basically carrying all information and communications through the airwaves for Ukraine, right? He is intentionally blocking information and uh, orders um, of military strategy that carry, uh, basically, that carry orders and information to uh, execute offensive movements, right? So he's not letting, like, if if somebody said, hey, throw a bomb on the Kremlin, right? Like, he, if it's coming through Starlink, he's not letting that come through, right? He's filtering that out and blocking it. And he's not letting Ukraine use st the Starlink communications for offensive purposes, right, in their defense. And so he came under fire for that, and it's like, if he can, he's pretty much, from my understanding, underpinning that communications apparatus with Starlink. So if he can do that, if he can literally sustain a defensive war just on communications, I don't think it's beyond his realm of capability to modify a rocket with weapons within 72 hours. Like, the man is ruthlessly efficient, and his, fact, his factories and his workers are incredibly capable. And they're fanatically loyal to him as well, right? Like, this is, like, a thing that I've noticed about Tesla people, right? Like, the people who are on, like, Tesla bros or the Tesla followers and things like that and the people that work it, they are ridiculously loyal to that. And they will not shy away from it. So I wouldn't put it past many of them if he was like, hey, this is for the good of the company, for the good of Tesla, for the good of SpaceX. We have to do this, otherwise XYZ is going to happen, and then we're going to be dead in the water. I'm sure there'd be tons, hundreds of workers that would follow him down that path of war. But hopefully he doesn't go that way. So apparently, like, Starlink being available in the Ukraine became invaluable to uh, Ukraine fighting against Russia in this war that had right. going on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm and seeing he was, going up right now. Yeah, and he was just essentially blocking offensive information and orders from being processed out. So is that blocking like, thing, is that, like, uh, confirmed, or is that, like, a conspiracy theory? No, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed. I'm pretty sure okay. Musk uh, tweeted out about it. I mean... He was like, I will not let my yeah, just like infrastructure... Embargoes. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to let my technology be used for a purpose that I do not condone. I mean, because he's openly against this war. He, he doesn't support it. He doesn't think it's right on either side. And he wants it to come to an end. He's not going to 
further its continued existence, right? He's not going to continue the conflict by allowing his information, his technology to to be used to create conflict. At least that's my understanding from what he said. Yeah. But as you said, there's plenty of angles he's got going on in the background that we're unaware of. Well, I mean... What is the word? Apparently, I guess. Or you could say allegedly. There we go. Allegedly, he, he might. But I'd, I'd fail to think the only goal he has is to get to Mars. That would be... That'd be insane. That'd be I like me saying... think it's the only one. I think it's the most important one for him. I mean, yeah. And, and very... I mean, and studies it have is... shown that very successful people choose one goal and work towards that goal. Even if they have other things in mind, if you set one goal for yourself, one, and work towards that, you'll be more likely to get other Let's things. See. Yeah. Yeah. To succeed and branch out and get other things. I mean, when you yeah. think about being a business owner, you choose one product to be, mm-hmm. you know, to get be good. really, really good at, so and that you can charge a decent amount of money to live off of for. Right, and then you scale up. You, you know, you get more yep. traffic. You sell more product, and then if you want to expand and right. get Somewhere more products, way, you'll have an expansion opportunity, an extra service that you can pick up that's not going to cost your arm or leg to right. adapt to. Yeah. And he's nothing but a businessman. I just feel like he's using that model. That's all I'm saying. Uh, True. I think that's I think that's also accurate. I just... And all the information I've consumed and all from him directly, from the horse's mouth as it will, it he doesn't strike me as a as I should say as nefarious. He does strike me as very cold and calculating, but he doesn't strike me as nefarious in like a Machiavellian way that you know, your average politician or your average uh business owner might be. But regardless, let's get back to perfection and whether or not that Or we can move to Star Wars. Ugh, don't get me triggered. <laughs> what? Oh, don't just, trigger me, bro. I'm, I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of mad that they're making oh, good TV shows. I'm kind of mad they're making good TV shows based off of good content that they've never included in their movies. Their live action movies. Hot take. I don't think anything, anything new that Disney has created on the Star Wars front means shit as far as canon lore goes for the star wars universe specifically because they threw out the clone wars animated series canon lore because it didn't fit their concept of the art when did they throw that out when they have it on Disney? when they when they acquired lucas films clone wars is canon they even made a last season to it Yes, and and then they said that's part of the expanded universe. It is not going to be canon. That is not true. Oh my god! Hold on. Wait, I gotta look this up in real time. Please tell me I'm wrong because I hate Disney for this. 
It is my understanding that they took the Clone Wars series, which was considered canon because it addressed all the smaller conflicts from the Clone Wars trilogy, right? And and fleshed that out, and that was canon, which includes includes where Anakin goes to the original world where the Force was balanced at with the old man and the family and his okay. son and his daughter. I they threw that. that shit out. I and Anakin follow. learned he was gonna become Darth Vader and still chose to become Darth Vader in order to, to try and save his wife even though he knew it was a futile attempt. That was all canon. And then when Disney acquired that acquisition, they were like, well, we don't really like that very much, so fuck that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? You can't just throw shit out that's been in... that has been confirmed to be actual lore. Like, it's the most disrespectful shit. It's like when Marvel sued Stanley's family and stripped Stanley of his rights. Like, fuck you, you disrespectful motherfuckers. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. See, I told you not to do this. Now I'm fucking angry. God damn it. Uh, what were you saying? You said you had looked it up. Oh, yeah. Is... Hold on. I'm reading this in real time. You know, hold on. Oh, my God. This shit makes me so mad. See, I'm not a diehard crazy. Okay. I swear I'm not a diehard crazy Star Wars nut. But when motherfuckers start buying shit up and think that just because they throw money at something that they can change the history of it, that shit pisses me off. Like, who are you to engage in historiography just because you purchase something? Just because you purchase something and then decide something else isn't important does not mean that it is not key elemental material for the content you purchase, right? For the Star Wars universe, right? We all saw the movie Poltergeist. Just because you buy a house that doesn't look like it's built on Native American grave sites does not mean that it wasn't actually built on Native American grave sites. For those of you listening to this later, Poltergeist was a movie where a guy moved into a house after uh, the real estate company he worked for developed this whole suburb over top of a Native American uh, graveyard and they told everybody that they moved the graves but they didn't and so then his house is haunted by a poltergeist that kidnaps his kid yada yada blah 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 classic terrible horror flick that's the reference for all you young people out there who don't have any taste in movies okay this is what happened there was okay. a series that ran from 2003 to 2008 called clone wars yes and i remember this yes sir i do then they came out with another series from 2008 to 2020 called the clone wars yes sir now if i'm not mistaken it is in this second series that they did the whole thing with anakin going to the the epitome of the force who had the daughter and the son and stuff like that and he figured out he had to replace the guy and instead he ended up helping the dark son murder the guy or whatever like that's what happened in the news yes. that yes. one is yep. canon that's that canon. is considered canon yes the 2003 to 2008 series is not so the one that looks old as shit is not 
But the newer one, the one with Ahsoka and all that, that's canon. Which, I'm, you know, I, I, from the beginning, I, I knew it. Because why would they make a damn Ahsoka Tano show and not consider that canon? I mean, Ahsoka was never not considered canon, though. No, I know that. I'm just saying. I I was having a I was having a talk with somebody, you know, and I kind of told them like, why would they continue to? I was just saying that Ahsoka was really fun. Like the show was really fucking good, and I was saying it was good. But I'm saying it's gonna fall short because now they're starting to make all this live action TV shows about what happened during the Clone Wars animated TV show, and. Okay, I have this argument with a lot of people all the time, which is you're definitely going to have your diehard fan base that like watches everything you put out, but until you grab everybody, which is like your casual viewers and your moviegoers and stuff like that, you're never right. really going to expand and get the reach that you want. So I was kind of explaining to this person, I'm kind of mad that they're like making all this live action content based off of a lot of this story that was fleshed out in the Clone Wars animated series. And they never like, they never made the Clone Wars animated series and everything that happened in that whole thing that is like intrinsic to Anakin being a Jedi master and, and Mm -hmm. everything like that. Like they never did that in live action form, which is hurting the shit out of them. Like, they're making all this good content with all these characters from that period in time. But no one really knows any of that story who is a casual viewer. Right. And that kind of, like, that kind of takes away from bringing people into the universe and getting them invested in the series and stuff like that. And honestly, I just going to think it's going to lead to, like, Star Wars just dying more than it already is. Which is... You know, unfortunate, but hey, shit's happening with Star Trek right now. Star Trek is hanging on by a needle and thread, dude. I don't know what uh, they're doing even. over there at Paramount, but they canceled the best show that they had, Star Trek Discovery. I don't know what the hell that was about, because that was the know. best one. You had Picard, you had Discovery, and you had Strange New Worlds. And in my ranking, it was Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Picard. You decided to make another <laughs> season of Picard when that was the worst Wait, so one. Like, so you don't like Deep Space Nine? No, I'm talking about the new series. Of course, okay. the old ones are all goaded. But I'm saying right now in Star <laughs> Trek, in the Star Trek world. That's a very vanilla answer. You have to pick a season from the old ones, bro. A season from the old ones? Like not once, but like you have to pick an arc. I should say, not just one season. I, like, do you like the old Picard arc? Do you like this, the Deep Space Nine arc, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. I kind of like the first Star Trek season. I like that. I think that's Picard. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I it's don't been a while think... since I've watched the original series, but I do love Deep Space Nine. It's much more slice of life because it's mm. like it takes place on like a, a a satellite colony, basically, right? Like this like futuristic concept where you have like multiple rings all connected by like 
elevator shafts and then like a center uh, gyroscopic module that everybody lives on and there's like residential districts and merchant districts right it's like its own little like encapsulized globe if you will um but it's just got a lot more room for like various character developments and stuff like that and you get a lot like it's a lot more like satirical and slice of life comedy which i like in my sci-fi because it helps ground it in my opinion it helps keeps it a little bit more realistic it's like because yeah it doesn't matter where you send humans humans are going to be humans right they're going to be sarcastic assholes they're going to be rude they're going to be dry humored people there's going to be people who appreciate irony who don't appreciate irony etc etc so it's it was a better combination i felt of like capturing the human condition or i i should say not capturing it but relaying the human the humanity of even like into the future like certain things about humanity are just not going to change and that creates like that sense of nostalgia and acceptance that we all want and we all like yeah i definitely feel you I think that first season ever of Star Trek was uh, Captain Kirk, but I could be wrong. Was it Kirk? Um, I thought Kirk came after Picard. But we'll see. Mm. Who came first? Picard or Kirk? Oh. We'll find out in just a second. According to the timeline article, franchise primarily in the future, blah, blah, Kirk, blah, blah, blah. The ship and crew led first? by Captain James T. Kirk. Okay, yeah, 1996. 96 to 97 was... No, 96 yeah, to yeah, 97 was, was Picard who, who, who then meets Kirk. Well, no, no, no. Star Trek, the original series. That's first, first contact. The first... Which, in 1966, was starring William Shatner as, team, as James T. Kirk. Okay. And then Lena Nimoy was Spock. Nimoy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Kirk was first. I stand corrected. Yeah. And I kind of ah. like it. I mean, those that first season of the original series kind of reminds me of, like... I guess like uh, like how do we get here from Ukraine? I don't know, dude. I <laughs> really don't know. <laughs> Something about Elon Musk and SpaceX and then fucking Star, Star Trek, Trek. And Star no, Wars, and then Star Trek. Because cause I, cause I said that uh that Star Wars is hanging by a thread like Star Trek. I mean, because yeah. from from all of Star Trek's new shows, they decide to continue like for one season, the worst one, and then. No, decided to con- and then con- decided to continue until yeah. further notice the the second least lackluster one and cancel right. the best one. So right. I don't know, and it's all because this new one, Strange New Worlds, is like a remake of Star Trek from the old days. But whatever, I'm I'm done. Uh, I don't I'm done right. with these series. I just hope that I, Foundation we, and Dune. Here's my question. I hope that like, Foundation and Dune blow us away, because no, Foundation Dune, has okay. been good. I think Dune will continue to be amazing. I've not seen Foundation yet, and I hope that James Cameron continues to bless us with that fucking Avatar swag, because 
that <laughs> I haven't seen Avatar two either, bro. I've not gone to the movies in forever, and I don't have a TV. <laughs> that way of the water shit. Oh, we gotta talk about this. Why don't you have a TV in your place anymore? What the hell? All right. There better not be shit about the brain waves and the. No. Um. I mean, I don't want. I, I guess. I don't want. I don't watch TV anymore either. No. You don't have to blast your personal business on the no, radio. It's fine. I'm just... No, we're, I'm not going to get into it, but I basically don't have a TV. Um, I've been going through a separation, and in that separation, I let my ex hold on to the TV and the PlayStation because it benefited her more than it benefited me. Not the PlayStation. No, oh, yeah. And then the PlayStation burned out. Um. So, not getting that one back, which is fine. PC Master Race, fuck PlayStation. Sony can suck a dick. Um, that said, I don't. I didn't go out and get another TV, even though I I do technically pay for a cable subscription where I live because it comes built in. Um, I don't have a TV because I I thought about getting another one for a long time, and I was like, I remember thinking of like last. November around like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I was like, TV, like one of the things that like really like killed my motivation in the last couple of years was fucking TV. Like sitting down and watching endless reruns of the same shit over and over again killed my fucking motivation. And I'm sure it's some combination of like the monotony and rotting my brain cells with the same crap in conjunction with like what blue light does to your brain and like it limits the growth and, and, and it causes uh, memory formation issues and delays and, and cognitive recovery. But um, I noticed I just had like significantly less drive to be, to, to pursue like reading, writing to, you know, I noticed that like my my attention span for like sitting and listening to like long form podcasts on interviews and informations and books that have just been released and written, right, and new scientific articles was just like shot to hell. I like I it was like bleeding away from me like oxygen, right? And I was like, this is not good. Like my attention span's going down, my cognitive abilities going down, I'm having memory issues, like it's like I was like in this brain fog of like just going through the motions. I was like, you know what I don't need? I don't need another fucking easy way for distractions to get into my life right now because I have to focus on myself and on recovering and rebuilding and getting back the things that I had sacrificed over the last few years and fucking retraining my brain to get out of this concept of compromise and self-sacrifice, right, that I was talking about earlier in the human condition versus, like, human nature versus people in society. I had to get rid of all the layers of compromise and understanding and tolerance that I had overwhelm myself with and so one of the ways i chose to do that was just not to get a fucking tv again and not hook up my fucking cable because i knew it would just take up too much fucking time sitting on the couch watching tv for two three hours a night that's 15 hours 18 hours a week 
you go to college, that's an entire $500, $600 class. Right? Like, that's a 15, like, that's, that's a credit hour. That's a full course. Why would I waste my time doing that? Like, yeah, you know, there's great new content out there, I guess, right? There's rehashings of old IP and new versions of it. And I'm like, if it's that important, I can find it on my PC, right? If I'm that intrigued by it, right? If it survives the socioculture annihilation and it survives peer review and people can't shut up about it six months after it comes out, then I'll consider it, you know? It's like I'm using society to vet what I intake to some degree. So the, so the society eats up all the trash. A, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, again, I don't carry society's opinion very highly either, but if it comes up in the melting pot of the societal consciousness, there has to be something there. So if it right. reaches your sphere of influence, then, yeah. Right, because I'm so far removed and so isolated now in a way that I was not before. I oh, have, okay. Well, uh, I have it? stripped myself back to where I was, and you'll understand this because you've known me since fucking almost two decades now. I have slowly but surely, and I'm not quite there yet, but I've stripped myself down to where I was probably my junior year of high school. Like, and I mean that both physically and, like, emotionally in terms of, like, my tolerance for bullshit and people and things that I'm putting on my plate that I'm going to divide my attention into. Like, I don't have any more room in my boat, as it were, for other people's water when I'm the only one trying to keep my boat afloat and bailing water out, right? And it's like, I'm trying to steer the ship, I'm trying to keep the sail, the wind in the sails, and I'm trying to shovel water no i don't have time for crap in my life right like i'm not gonna rewatch the big bang theory again and again and again and i'm not gonna rewatch as much as i love deep space nine i'm not gonna sit here and rewatch deep space nine or yeah, i don't i don't find myself rewatching shit anymore i just watch new no. shit and move on the only thing I've rewatched with any regularity is an anime that I really, really like called The Irreg- Irregular at Magic High. And I think the writing in that is superb because I think it does the Superman archetype perfectly. And I think it does it better than Superman stories did. Um, so I'll, I've rewatched that and I've watched the follow up seasons and the movies specials for that. And that's been really, really good. And I'll go back and I'll rewatch that. And a couple of other anime that have aged well, like um, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, <clears throat> the anime, not the shit with Scarlett Johansson. Although that was actually fairly a lore, a really lore accurate live action. Um, hey man, don't get me wrong. That Ghost in the Shell movie that was a lot of people. It was introduction good. Introduction into anime. It was good. It was very well done. And that's and the I first time I've seen a naked chick. Like, just... Bro. <laughs> that's so serious. He wasn't naked. Jesus Christ. Hey, back then, at that age, I thought she was. Oh, my God. Oh, my I was... God. Was so... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Bro. Cam. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Okay, but imagine being like eleven, yeah. ten or eleven. Oh my god! Oh, 
Hey, don't, don't shame me for being 10 or 11 and finally seeing what was almost a naked person, bro. Like, like I got a glimpse of the promised land. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was like, thank you, God, for you have bestowed upon me the gracious gift of foresight. Oh, my goodness. Who is <laughs> I this? have a goal now. Like... <laughs> oh, my goodness. And and next week your balls dropped and you got bass in your voice. Hey, you know, <laughs> those are those things that, in, that incite damn puberty right there. Ah, oh no! It's like a magnet to your penis. You know? <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh man, man! I mean, you talk all this serious shit. I gotta I bring forget, something bro. for That's somebody true. to laugh at. Oh, laughter is the best medicine. That's that's for sure. That and sex. Oh, and rum. And rum. Never forget the rum. Although that's why is my glass is empty gone? and I'm very sad. <laughs> why is my rum gone? Oh, speaking of why is the rum gone, yo. If yo. you log in for anything, you got to watch that do- that documentary Depp versus Heard. Oh my god, that shit is. Oh, amazing. bro, I watched a lot of that while I was like the whole trial. I kept it just kept coming up and up and up. I tried so hard to avoid it, and I bro. could not get away from it, dude. If I was watching a clip on YouTube of like, for instance, Big Bang Theory, like watching like the top funniest scenes or whatever. So- Right. Amber Heard was right there. I'm like, why hey. is this like what? This is not relevant. And they're so, like, watch so you it watch anyway. The, you watch a lot of inter- like a lot of court videos. So have I. So many. Bruh. <laughs> Bro, that that whole courtroom Bruh. was like <laughs> a Jerry Springer show, dude. Like, did you ever go back and watch like the highlight clips of like just the audience reactions <laughs> to the fucking oh, main yeah. lines of questioning? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, it was like watching a kid eat a fruit roll-up for the first time. <laughs> like, everybody's faces were doing something different in I... some sort of state of shock or surprise or dismay or disbelief. And they were like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, God, wait, hang on, wait, how, why, what, where? What the fuck, bitch? <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with the world if the world doesn't want to so be crazy. honest with themselves. It doesn't. Give it to him. I'm surprised there wasn't a mistrial. I don't know whether or not either one of those motherfuckers was telling the truth. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's a really good point. (laughs) Yo, there's no way to know what happened, bro. And you looked at as many of those videos as I probably have. Let me just say this. Let me say this. I'll say this. I'll be real forthright. And if my new lady hears this, I'm sorry, but this applies. You take a shit in my bed. (laughs) I'm chucking you and the dogs out the window. Okay, I'm not throwing the dogs out the window, but I'm chucking you out the window. You take a shit in my bed. You've lost all rights and privileges. Hey. You're out the door. It's hitting you in your ass on the way out. And I'm locking you the fuck out. You are done. You are when not taking a shit in my bed. Bro. Every every black dude 
was not like, intentionally. Every black dude, every black dude heard Johnny Depp say he never hit her, right? But then when we found out that same woman took a shit in his bed, we like, oh yeah, he lying. He lying. He lying. She took a shit in his bed and he didn't hit her. He's lying. Bro. He is out the door down the steps, dude. I'm yeeting you. I'm sorry. I'm yeeting you down the fucking steps. No, sir. Bruh, I'm pretty sure every woman in the world, if a dude took a shit on And then you're going to cut off the tip of my finger? She's going to beat his ass. This isn't even about gender anymore. This is about person to person. No, we are, if we any are person of gender equality if here. Any person takes a shit in any other person's bed. <laughs> the person who got their bed shitted in is beating the other person's ass. I don't care what color, race, entity, whatever you are, alien, my motherfucking bard, uh, level my, five bard. spells. I'm I don't give a fuck what you identify as. No, bro. You're going to get your self-identified ass whooped, okay? I'm telling you right now. You want some crazy meds and you got diarrhea or whatever, and I'm going to wear that, and I let you sleep in my bed and you shit in my bed, that's on me, okay? But you take a shit in my bed intentionally and then try and fucking blame the dog? Nah, bitch. Nope. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Girlfriend, waifu, Jesus Christ. Yeeting your ass out the fucking dough. <laughs> Fuck you. It was, it was a good I could not. I could not believe that shit. And then, like, the lawyer. The lawyer's line of questioning on that one. I cannot believe she kept a straight face when she asked that shit. I was like, how is this chick not choking on laughter right now? Having to ask Johnny Depp about human shit in his bed in court in front of millions of people. My man said fecal matter. <laughs> Yo. I was Yo. Like... It was terrible. It was just, it was bad. And I I tried to watch as little of it as possible and only watch like clip reels of like the funniest moments kind of thing. But then it was like, it was on like all of my podcast feeds too. Right, like every podcast for like six months was talking about it. Every interview, podcast, press release for books, whatever, it was on there. Whether it was a conversation about sexuality, masculinity, femininity, politics, mushrooms, nutrients, supplements, doesn't it? Didn't matter. Every fucking segment of information was inundated with questions about this fucking thing. And it was, oh, God, it was so cancerous. And there was, like, some other major story going on at that time. I can't remember what it was, but it got, like, no media coverage. And I was like, this is insane. We have, like, almost a billion views across the globe on, like, a celebrity fucking divorce trial. And granted... Allegations and charges about domestic abuse. Very important. Can't forget about that. But. Millions and millions of views for this. But then I remember there being like some legislation or something like that. That the administration was passing or trying to get passed. And no one was talking about it. I was like. This is way more important. 
Now, I say that not being able to remember the legislation. So, granted, I'll give the audience that one. Can't have been that important if I can't remember it. However, it's late, I'm tired, and I'm tipsy. Those are my three excuses. But it, I remember it just, like, rocking my brain and, like, the emotional reaction I had to, like, the, the American consciousness is obsessed with this private, intimate, painful, excruciating crucifixion of these two people's lives. More so than the governance and the well-being and the future laws that are going to be passed. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure society is still fucked. Like, I don't think anything in the last 20 years has changed that at all. If not, it's probably gotten worse. I remember this show that was out a long time ago with this dude who uh, was like in a behavior analysis unit. And he used to, uh, like, it was definitely a fictional show, but he used to catch people's, like, uh, body movements and figure out they were lying. I feel oh, like... Oh, you're talking about, um... Oh, what is it? It's... The one with it's, that It's English... literally where microaggression, the term microaggressions came from. Yes. And then some asshole doctorate wannabe kid in some law school somewhere took the concept and ran with it and did a research paper and said I can determine microaggressions even though the study was not peer reviewed but I know which one you're talking about it's, um, with that one guy from another country I forget his fucking name He played. it's the same actor who played Abomination in Hulk um, oh we're gonna get to the bottom of this yeah, he played the abom- he played the soldier who was turned into the Abomination Hulk in the original Hulk movie with Liam Norton in it. Um Tim Roth. Tim Roth. And it was Oh lie. The good lot? No. Lie it was lie to me. Lie to me. There it is. Yes. Lie to me. And that was a fucking great show. Yep, yep, yep. So that everybody really everybody in America was Tim Roth and Amber Heard and Johnny Depp yes. were like the criminals. The suspects in the white box. <laughs> it was yep. so bad. It was crazy, dude. Crazy. Like I know, like I've I saw YouTube channels skyrocket to like half a million subscriptions in like just like a month from like just posting clips and hosting live footage of that shit. And it's like, what? oh yeah, that was the number one come up, man. <laughs> Dude, it, I mean, it was nuts. I I tried so hard and I could not escape that fucking trial. Like, Talking about go watching shows, I'm gonna rewatch that shit. Lying to me was funny. Like it was worse than like Jerry Springer. Like <laughs> it really was. I, I I just and I don't think it did anybody any good to have that shit out there either. I really don't. I mean, I guess it did Johnny Depp some good, but Jesus. 
I don't think it was. Man, uh, that man cleared his name. He's good to go. Yeah. And, you know. Hey, and apparently to this day, she's still defending herself, so. Oh, she is. She is. Because she's got to have the fucking royalties from Aquaman too, bro. Holy. Because if she admits to wrongdoing, Marvel's, or Disney, because they own Marvel, is going to jack the mor- that morality clause right out of her contract and be like, ah we don't have uh, to pay you anymore. Wait, wait, you mean HBO? That's uh, DC, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, dude. Sorry, I was thinking Pirates of the Caribbean and Disney. No, yeah, no. you're right. Fuck. Yeah, but yeah, there's a morality clause in there, and they're just waiting to not have to pay somebody. <laughs> Don't do Marvel like that. They have created a cinematic universe. Dude, DC it, took Scarlet, dude, it took Scarlett Johansson like three years to get paid all her money for Black Widow, I think, for the movie. Uh, yeah, like every other person during COVID. No, I'm sorry. Ah, bro, they were like, the bro, she was so bad about that shit. She was like, they didn't stick to the contract, which they didn't. They didn't stick to the releasing schedule, hey, and, and it negatively of, affected her millions of dollars of income that she already had. None <laughs> of us got paid during COVID. You cannot be. You cannot. You can't do that. I know I didn't get paid during COVID. I'm still missing two fucking COVID checks. <laughs> I don't know why she got well. Nobody getting paid off this bitch in 2020. <laughs> I don't know why she's mad. I mean, somebody was getting paid. I was still slinging beer in 2020, dude. Hey, well, you know, I was delivering that shit to doorsteps and coolers. Was it 2020 or was that 2019? I was still there delivering beers to doorsteps and cool. That shit sounds fly. Why didn't we just keep doing that? You know, like <laughs> y'all niggas need to stop coming outside. There is there is still an alcohol delivery service. There's one in Raleigh called Redline, and it's got lots of mixed reviews. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Hey, you, yes. have, you have to be ABC board certified to deliver, which I, actually I am still. But I would not go work for that company. I looked into it, and it it's was got a lot of mixed reviews. Like the, it was not a good look. Like the massage parlors with the happy endings, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep both of them. I mean, if you want to deal with drunk people and telling drunk people you can't deliver them their alcohol that you brought them specifically that they've technically already paid for because they're too drunk to give it to them, be my guest. Go work for that company. That's not a fun conversation I want to have seven, eight times a night. Oh, man. Looks like gun sales about to be up. I'm about to shoot these niggas. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. Let me stop. Gun sales are up. Gun classes. Registration. Very slow still. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you want with that data, public. (laughs) Yeah. Not going to say who bought a lot of guns recently and who didn't sign up for classes recently, but I can tell you, gun sales spiked during COVID and gun class registration Yo. has not changed. For all my black people out there, gun sales are up, but these niggas still can't aim. I'm telling you that right now. The star troopers out here in the streets, God. Yo, none of these people can hit the dot in the middle of the damn thing at the range. I'm telling you that right now. 
I know. Yo, I don't. Have you seen? Have you seen those videos on YouTube of shootouts in the hood? Oh my god, (laughs) these dudes are just spraying prey. Like you remember? Bro, we spiraled so far. Did you? I know we've talked about this. You remember that article about the fucking? It was like twenty-seven gang members had a shootout in Chicago, and nobody got arrested. (laughs) Nobody got hit either. I bet. (laughs) No, people got hit. People got hit, oh, but I'm nobody surprised. got arrested, bro, because they could the the district attorney and the judges and the officers on scene all called it mutual combat. Oh yeah, like no. people's townhomes and cars got sprayed up and shit. Like lots of public and private de- property damage was done. And they were like, "No, nah, it's mutual combat here in Chicago. It's all good. It's just Chicago. Don't worry about it. Go have a pizza." Yeah, and can nobody tell who shot who or what? what, what Bro, it's something like, I want to say it was, I'm going to get this number wrong, I guarantee you, but I want to say it was like 180 shots fired or 180 shells recovered or something like that. I mean, like a fuck ton of ammo. And all of them people (laughs) loaded them guns without gloves on. You know what they call it on the boondocks. <laughs> oh, this bro is bad. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Totally cool. I'm like, so y'all sent 27 motherfuckers who was just spraying and praying back out into the streets with no charges? So they can still go get those guns? Okay. All right. That makes sense. And then, like, the next year, Lori Lightfoot got voted out of office. I wonder why. Jesus Christ. She still thinks she was a good mayor. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. So now we've digressed that far. Hey, man, we went far. Oh, bro, we that's went just, so far that's down how that these, rabbit hole. That's how like, these things go. It is. It is. It's great. I miss this a lot. I want to make sure that we're really prioritizing this and keep doing this because this this is good. Heck yeah! And I was actually just plugging the podcast again today. Um, to the guy with the guy I was telling you about earlier at the beginning of this podcast. That uh, man described who, him as one of his acquisitions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not gonna make the joke publicly I want to, but you can't be saying that, bro. You can't you can't be out here referring to people as an acquisition. Hey. <laughs> hey Okay, ooh. okay. One of not that anybody's gonna make it this far, but let's rephrase it. <laughs> let's call it one of the investments I've recently made. Oh, oh my god. You bro, no, you can't do it. What the fuck you mean it? Yo, this is sounding worse. It's an investment. Time. In a friend? In a person. Nah. Friend, friend is a strong term. What type of investment? Is this an emotional investment? It's an investment of time from one human to another. Okay. Called investing go. in people. This is what. This is how you build social skills and relationships. No, nigga, I thought you this put some money down. Business. What you? 
<laughs> thought I bought somebody hey, slavery today. That's what are you talking about? Kept saying it. You. <laughs> we don't have slavery today. Yo, what are you talking about, bro? Bro, there's no slaves. No, except for when you talking to. Never mind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, we're on the edge right there. <laughs> Ooh. What was that? What was that documentary? Thirteenth. <laughs> bro. Hey, just saying. I'm gonna just let y'all know now. There was an extra word on the front of that, but I I had one. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That man said there's no slaves. Alright. You know. Man, we gonna look when you we get this hear whole the sarcasm in that. No, bro. no, no. Look, Not look. you, I'm saying the audience. No, I know. But let me tell y'all, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that comment and I'm gonna <laughs> tell y'all what's gonna happen. Oh no. As these episodes come out, we're gonna put some Patreon tiers out there, and there's gonna be one that's gonna include <laughs> a podcast with some after dark and some X-rated topics, and then we'll return, and I'll tell you what that meant. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all better gear up to donate about five to fifteen, and I'll start explaining some of these things that I won't talk about on this public platform like that. You know. Because we live in a country where free speech is highly prioritized and valued. Hey. Which is why we have to put it behind a paywall. Hey, that man speaks two languages, English and sarcasm. There we go. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what you get. You get me in sarcasm and, and just fuck it. Oh, my gosh. I have two modes. But no, so I was talking to the guy earlier about the podcast, and he was like, well, once you guys get that back up and running, that'd be interesting to see about sitting down and and having a conversation and a space for a conversation. Um, uh-huh. okay. Which means we have to keep the name. We're not changing it to fucking Grayscale. That was terrible. Okay, there we go. Fuck Grayscale. Yeah, what man. are we, pastel colors? No. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, so he works in... Um, Addiction and drug rehabilitation, and so. Um, oh, okay, there we go. We gotta... He was, he was like, "That's really interesting." And he was like, and then he was just like, "Y'all haven't put anything out in four years." I'm like, "Yeah, you can thank our wives for that." Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> and I was like, which is significantly less of a concern currently. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that one then. another on another podcast. Yeah, we're off my. We'll talk probably off. off. It'll be a while before I talk about it on the cast for sure. Word. The two comments I've made, the three comments I've made about it already. I'm like, meh, don't like it. Oh well, there you go. Just put a pin in it, and I'll uh, go in there. And yeah, put a pin in it like that Chinese spy balloon. Chinese what? Spy- the Chinese spy balloon. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, there's a lot of stuff that's uh that happened in these two, Dude. three, four years, man. Stop, Bro, spy it's a balloon. crazy world. 
freaking people capturing aliens on camera, you know? Mm-hmm. UFOs in their being officially acknowledged. Calling the police and the police. We, we got to do a whole cast on just UFOs. The police. Sorry. Sorry. UAPs. UAPs, they, they, the government has decided called, to call them. They called the police and was like, bro, there's aliens. And the police said, yo, wait, yeah. we're coming for them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they in your backyard? Oh, shit. I'm going to see. Oh my god, I remember that's, that. That was funny. And they were like, yeah, we've got lots of reports about that around here. Very interesting. Hmm. Oh, bruh. You know when I was mad yeah. when we didn't have any... You know when I was mad that we weren't reporting the podcast? When? When that fucking Titanic submersible. <laughs> yeah! I was so... I, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's a terrible tragedy. No, bro, let's go in. Inexperienced people built their own shit and tried to go conquer the pressures of the deep, okay? I'm so sorry for your losses. Bro, they signed a paper that says, I know this is stupid, but we might die anyway, but we're still going to go. It's not a terrible tragedy. They knew that tragedy was going to happen. Yeah, the Navy knew three days before like they heard the explosion and knew what it was and they didn't tell anybody Bro, they were like yeah like, send out search and rescue it's yeah, fine we heard an explosion but uh this classified <laughs> they didn't tell nobody I was like, that's fucked up dude I was like that's fucked up bro that's like were there mermaids on that shit too? Like, why didn't you tell someone, motherfuckers? Oh, that that's more recent too. Did you see on TikTok that they uh fucking caught mermaids on video? No, too? bro, I don't fucking Silence. watch TikTok. I keep cancer out of my fucking head as much as I can. Oh yeah, that's right. You said Chinese spy balloons. Okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> oh, dude, like. I don't watch, I don't have TikTok. I have nothing except for Instagram on my phone. I even tried to log in to my old Twitter when it turned into X. And they yeah, were like... You, you can't say Twitter no more. Elon's going to come for your ass. You got to say X, bro. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter until he ends up on this podcast. Hey, How about that? How about it's that? so funny because everybody, everybody's, like, everybody's like, you got to call it X. But, uh... Bro, I have not heard a single person call that shit X. But, uh, hold on. Like, what would you even call a tweet on X? Hold on. I sent some X's. Hold on. Hey, like, I... I, I sent some XO's. I done sent some X's. <laughs> so, uh, look. When you go to Twitter.com, yeah, you see where it goes. And the thing is, when you go to Twitter.com, it still says Twitter.com. It doesn't change to www.x.com. Yeah. None of that. It still says Twitter.com. Yeah. So, it's kind of weird. I don't know. No, because if he changes the the URL, now everybody who types in Twitter, because it's been around for so long, is going to go to a different website or somebody else will buy the Twitter handle up as the URL, and they'll get all the traffic. And so he can't change it yet until he establishes an X website and then establishes forwarding and then has that run for another, like, ten fucking years. 
So people just type in X instead of Twitter. <laughs> like, he has to recondition the minds of the zombies that use Twitter to type in X instead of Twitter. I don't think he... I just don't think he wants the kids to type in X.com. Well, yeah, that can take them <laughs> to a whole nother site. <laughs> Like, they just going too fast, trying to get home, trying to get that tweet out and go xxx.com. Like, whoops. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you are off in Narnia, son. You are past the line, the witch in the wardrobe, kid. I just want to watch the videos on x.com. Oh, what is this, mom? <laughs> Down into the BDSM categories. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I don't know yes, sir. what we're going to do. Oh, Dude, Lord. I mean, yeah, I can see why that would be bad. <laughs> That'd be some bad. That that would be some bad press. That would be some shit that the press team is like, Elon, you got to get on this one, like for sure. Yeah, like now, now I see why. Stop launching rockets. Fucking talk about this. <laughs> He's like, everything's okay to have X on it, except for the websites, bro. The websites, bro. Hey, that's what you call foresight. I'm saying. I don't know. What else you want to talk about? Mm. I've been writing a lot of poetry. I have a whole new collection to publish. I got like 14 pieces that I that I wrote this year. Bitch, just time to meet an agent. What are we doing? We need to make friends with a publishing <laughs> agent. I'm so serious. I know, right? You're I not need, lying. I need a publishing agent to listen to this podcast and contact me. I'm probably <laughs> not as marketable as you want to be after listening to this episode, but I guarantee you, I got some good ideas, okay? Yeah, I, uh, I have an artist friend who I commissioned to do a sketch piece for uh, uh, she did the cover art for a piece I wrote last year and I hadn't published it yet because I wanted it to be the first in this collection and I loved it so much that I'm going to have her do all of them she's going to do all the hand drawn cover art for these pieces I just have to send them over to her <clears throat> pay her a very nice hefty sum and then uh get those published once I have all of them. Which I should have done months ago, but I ran into a bunch of fucking bullshit problems, you know. Separation, divorce, and shit. Lawyers. Yeah. Out there, throwing money like a strip club. Ah! Strip clubs are a waste of money. Don't go to strip clubs, kids. There's no point going to a candy shop where you don't get to enjoy the candy. Hey, that man said he... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go and talk about strip clubs now? No, no, no. Okay. We're, good. We're okay. all right. Okay. I'm trying to keep it marketable for that publisher friend. You know what I'm saying? Because like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they've been to a strip club too. Um, you know, possibly, most likely. Oh, so when are you gonna download Warzone? Uh, probably never. Oh my god. That man was bullshitting me inside the DMs the other day. Oh yeah, I'll do it. I didn't say I would do it. 
I said I'm I would have to go and look at my storage space to see what I have to erase to get to install it. Yeah, and then the, he looked and was like, nope. Well, the thing is, I need to upgrade my SSD anyways. So I need to, that's the my biggest headache. I need to do my, I need to upgrade my SSD. But if I'm going to do that, I might as well upgrade the motherboard too. Instead of having to tear out the SSD and then resolder it. So Wait, wait, are you talking about your gaming laptop? No, my PC. Okay, okay, so you got a PC. You have like a yeah. tower now. Yeah, I've had it for like years. Okay, okay. You just get a new just get a new build. But I like this one. It's pretty. Oh my god. It's cool. I mean it yeah. looks a little bit it looks a little bit like the human pods from the Matrix. That should sound weird. But it's blue instead of red, and there's no humans inside. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bro, I need you to start playing. I, I don't care what you feel about these companies or the gameplay type. I need you to start playing some video games I play. We can't. You can't keep playing League of Legends all the time. I can't. You gotta play I some hardly Call even of play League. League now, dude. I barely play. I think I played three or four so games. So what are you playing it. now? What are you playing now? Nothing. I don't play games now. Oh, my God. I play my guitar. I play my harmonica. I write. I play with my dog and train him because he's a rescue pit and he's fucking chaos and he still likes to bite. Um, I play with my cat and I work a lot. Bro, I, I don't know why you're growing up. I don't know. I don't know why you growing up. For what? I... <laughs> I'm trying to get that fuck you money, son. Hey, yeah, I hear you. I That's literally it. That's the grind right now. I get the fuck you bag and then... Fuck you! <laughs> fuck off. Like, get a bag big enough that I can go get a boat and... Live on the boat. Not live on the boat, but, like, if I want to go down to the fucking coast and just go fishing, I want to be able to fucking do that. If I want to go to the fucking mountains, I want to be able to do that. I don't... I don't want to live the rest of my motherfucking life at the pleasure and servitude of other people who do not appreciate me in the way that they claim and believe that they do, because they don't. That's you know, when I was down there with you and the boys and the family for Christmas, that was probably the happiest I'd been in two and a half years. Despite the pain that I was in and the misery that I was juggling and choking back, I was still the happiest and most at peace I had been in like two years. I don't want to live my life worrying about days of what ifs i don't want to worry about the hows and the winds and the wheres only thing i want to concern myself with is why and once i answer that question i then want to be able to transition to doing those things like why do i want to go do this here's the answer okay if it's a good enough answer i want to go do that thing period that means i need a certain amount of money to be able to go, fuck you, 
I need to have a certain amount of authority and position in the in the human society to go fuck you. I'm gonna take a couple days and I'm gonna go see my boys and play D and D with them, or I'm gonna go see my brother, or I'm gonna take my other brother and go shooting, or I'm gonna go up to Boston and see my cousins, or what the fuck ever I want to do. But I'm sick of living my life off of the what ifs of other people and trying to accommodate that shit and investing in people who do not return fucking investment I put in, who do not have the same willingness to self-sacrifice and to give to this quote-unquote better society, this societal fabric that we're supposed to give first and take second. I'm sick of it. I have given enough to my family and I've given enough to, to fucking society I'm still gonna have to fucking pay taxes. So, fuck society and fuck the rest of it. If it doesn't fit my desire, my wants, and what I need for myself as a human being, it can go get fucked. Right, right off the edge. I don't have room for it in my life anymore. I have enough regrets already, and I don't know if I'm going to live to 50 or 70 or 80 or 110. But I no longer have time to deal with the what-ifs of everybody else. Like, you know, I tell... I was having a conversation the other day as a perfect example of, with somebody uh, who was struggling with the decision they had to make. And I was like trying to help them make this choice. I was like, because it didn't seem like a difficult choice to me, but for them it was hard to decide whether or not they should stay or go. And I was like, okay, why would you stay? X, Y, Z, okay. What about that why is important? Well, nothing really. I could just get up and go. I was like, then why have you not just gotten up and left? Well, because of this, that, and the third. I'm like, but are those things more important than your sanity or your life or your happiness. Like, this person had already paid their dues, they've raised kids, had a family, done their part for society, contributed the whole nine yards. And they were very upset, and they were very put out because, again, this concept of investing in people, right, this emotional investment we make to society as trying to be good people, trying to be good members of society, where we give to others and we self-sacrifice and we put ourselves second or third or fourth or fifth. And then when we ask the people we've invested in for a return on that, like, hey, can you help me move? Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, I need a ride to go here. This is super critical. And they tell you no and they fuck you. And this person was just like at at their wits end. I was like, listen. Yes. Your investments in these people in your family who should have had your back have not panned out. And you're going through a really hard time and you just came out of another really hard time and you're finally getting back on your feet and they feel like they're like just every time they make a step forward, they get kicked down again. I'm like, but why do you feel like you have to keep jumping through these hoops for these other people? Why do you feel like you have to accommodate their bullshit and their excuses when they don't want to pay you back what you've invested in them? And the only answer they could give me was that they had already put so much in. They felt indebted to themselves to wait for the payout. 
they could not say it's no longer worth the investment. I have to cut this off. Because what if that person comes back around and pays me back? Who the fuck wants to live that way? Where you you waiting on the end of a spoon to get just a drop of water back for all the blood and sweat you've wrung out of yourself for another individual. For them to maybe come around and help you when you ask. Even though they've said no to you 10, 15, 20 times. That, I don't, I refuse. I can't. I'm not going to do that. So, right now, it's about, you know, it's not about video games. It's not about short-term gratification. You know, it's about long-term, slow gains to build back what I've lost and to get back to where I should have been already. That, again, I self-sacrificed. I made that choice. Um, It's no one's fault but my own. It's not my ex's fault. It's not the world's fault. It's not my family's fault. I chose those things. I chose to self-sacrifice. I chose not to put myself first. I chose to try to fit into society and to be a good member of society and to support the social fabric instead of being myself and taking what I wanted and taking the opportunities that would have benefited only me and put me ahead. I didn't do that. And so now I have to do that. And I have to do that even more stringently now because I've spent so much time giving and giving and giving for such a low return. And, you know, that's why I told this person, I was like, you can't give any more than you've given to the people that you're talking about. You have given your blood, your sweat, your equity, your future, your wishes, your hopes, your dreams. You've sacrificed all of them for the people who are not returning that investment to you. There's nothing else you can give. You're just wasting your time waiting for them to come around to help you when they're not going to. So you have to do it for yourself. You have to choose yourself. So we'll see if they end up doing that. But it it stuck in my head. I was like, I can't do that myself anymore right like so no there's no tv in my apartment there is no watching tens of episodes of reruns and getting high on the nostalgia there's no wallowing in myself misery and going oh woe is me i wish i should have i should have could have would have done things differently and then i'd be happier now but that's not where i'm at all i can do is rebuild I got to cut and burn away all of the excess that I've allowed to grow up around me that is choking out my future so that I have a solid foundation to build on for myself and for the things that I choose to reprioritize, that I choose to count as worthy of my time and my efforts. And I can't have any other room on my plot of land, so to speak, for any other weeds or anybody else's bullshit. Yeah, so uh, where it says podcast category, I'm just going to put motivational. (laughs) That man, he went from uh, talking about rum to stay hard. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the boats and the The logs? Who drank all the rum, that's who. (laughs) (laughs) Who has the rum? 
Because I drank it all. That's oh, for sure. It's in my belly. Nah, but I feel you. That, that's that's what, what we need to hear, man. For real. Well, it was a thing you also started doing some years back, too, that really irked me. And then, what I was just talking about. What do you it mean? Was a, well, you started to withdraw and pull back a little bit. And I knew that you were doing it because of your family obligations. And so I respected it and I had to, if I was going to, yeah. if I was going to love you as your brother, which I do, I can't begrudge you for doing what's right by your people. Hell yeah. Most definitely. And it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't hate it at all, but it left me hurt because I was like, that's something I'm losing for all the right reasons. But it was like I didn't have as much of that that connection as I wanted, and that kind of that really hurt, you know, because you and I are so close. And I was like, God damn it, I wish I could just do more. But with, given who I was with at the time, my obligations to that person that I felt weighed just as heavily on me, and so I and they did. You know, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I mean, I didn't mean that in that yeah. way. I'm just saying, like, of course you're gonna do that. Yeah. Like to do that because that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yep. No, nah, no yep. shade there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like one of those things. It's like in hindsight, it's like yeah. And again, in hindsight, it's that that was that time where I should have been more forthright and forceful, probably in my relationship at the time. To be like, hey, I know you kind of want to do this, nah, but the oil this is not great for us. The water, man, you gotta just let the oil, yeah. the oil and the water, to bring Maybe. the whole conversation full circle again. Yeah, you know there you saying? go. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the pursuit of perfection. Things fall apart when you start to stand up for yourself, right? The things that don't support you start to fall away very quickly. Mm-hmm. But have you have you learned recently that there's some things that maybe you could change to, and have kind of implemented it? Yeah, be be well, less self sacrificing. That, that, that I mean contributed be, to. Yeah, my my uh-huh. self sacrificing contributed deeply to the imbalance in my marriage, like extremely deeply. That like they blamed you for. Yeah, like they were like, you shouldn't, they were like, so it was like this dichotomy of, I was the one giving and giving and compromising and giving up all my passions and desires and hopes and wishful thinking and dreams. And then I was not getting that reciprocation. And I was okay doing those things and I was okay with those choices to support my partner. But when it came time for my partner to support me and what I wanted, that support was not there. Right. And that yeah. created that that friction, right? Of there's not an a return on the investment. And so that was part of it. Yeah. Part of it was also my drinking and my grief that I hadn't processed for the loss of my uncle Donnie. May he rest in peace, but I didn't work through that effectively or in a healthy way and that built up over time and there are some other things that happen in my life around there or in correlation to that that made it worse for me 
some of the people I was around um, on a regular basis would loft themselves up in his image and, and either try to supplant his image and who he was to me, or they would try and take credit and pretend and and stand on his grave as if they were a dear friend of his when they weren't. And that created a lot of resentment. And I had a lot of unprocessed feelings that I had to cope with because I didn't feel like I had time to prioritize handling that shit because I was still trying to support my partner. And of course, like with everything, when you bury it deep enough, it just boils up to the surface eventually. And that came in the form of drinking and coping. And that was enabled by that partnership as well, which was also not healthy. On top of, you know, having to be better about processing loss and grief when that happens, when that comes, because it's going to come with life. It comes no matter who you are, and it comes at the worst times. But I learned from that when I learned, hey, if you need time, you have to take it. And if you need to process that shit out and make that a priority, you have to do that. And if your partner is not going to make that a priority with you, it doesn't matter. You have to make it a priority. And if they hate you or resent you for it, then that's on them. It's not on you. Um, and I didn't do that. And that caused a lot of damage in my marriage as well. There are a couple other things that cause significant damage that I've learned from on my partners in that I was sort of blind to in the relationship until we were in therapy and they started to come out. And in reflection in between sessions, I realized just how one-sided the giving and the taking was in the relationship. And then when I started to call it out, when I started to question it, that's when things really fell off a cliff because it put a spotlight on the imbalance and it put a spotlight on a way to fix it. And my partner did not want to put in the effort to build that bridge with me. And so we had to go our separate ways. Because you can't build a future with somebody who's not going to pick up the hammer and the nails and build with you. They're not going to meet you halfway and compromise. You're not going to get anywhere. It's going to slow you down, which is what it did to me. And it's what it did to her. It slowed us both down. And it set us off course. And now we move forward. And now you're the Black Pearl, baby. No, I'm yeah. risen sailing, again from David sailing, Jones' locker. Sailing the seven seas. Conquering the seven seas, I. Rum and roll, man. I need more rum for this analogy. Ha, 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 ha.
I feel that. I feel that. Ugh. Well, it's only 2.20 a.m. Remember when we used to record till like 4 a.m.? Oh my god, you said it's only 2.20 a.m.? That's Yeah, yeah. I do remember when we used to record till like 4 a.m. Oh, oh I'm my texting my super. I already had an emergency call at like 10 p.m. tonight. Mm-hmm. No, I'm texting my supers and my boss. I'm like, I'm coming in late. You know that holiday that's next week on Monday? Well, it's this week on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so mad I'm not going to be able to come down for the full weekend like I wanted to. I'm not so well, I should say I could do it if I could bring Titan, but I can't bring Titan. We will see, brother. Um, but I do still want to try and make it down for Friday. And then, so I'm thinking leave early, early a.m. hours. Get down there about like nine o'clock, and then say hello, have coffee, and then probably start gumbo. Cause it's gonna take all fucking day to bake. Heck yeah. Well, it won't take me all day, but if I'm teaching, it'll probably take all day. Take six hours start to finish, basically, if I don't have any prep. You do still want to do gumbo, right? Hell yeah! Heck yeah! Okay, 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 okay. I'll bring uh, I'll bring my gumbo pot and my grandmother's wooden spoon that has sixty years of seasoning on it. <laughs> hey, that way we don't have to stick our feet in it. <laughs> but that's gonna be a great time, and we can run that breakdown back on the next podcast. Oh, yeah. but I'm I'm super looking forward to it. Ah, oh, what else? Anything else for you for this one, man? No, I'm I'm about as dead as a rock, to be honest. Ah, I know, <laughs> I'm talking a lot tonight. Normally no, but uh, more argumentative and questioning and quizzical. From from me, I was fucking. I've been studying for like literally two weeks nonstop every single day for this and it's it is like the most mentally taxing thing I can do and then mm-hmm. I had like my end of class exam right before this and then we just hop into this I'm feeling roasted yeah and it's probably gonna Crazy. be like that it's probably gonna be like that next week too because I have to I have to do another test next week so whoo thank the praise the lord but Praise you know Lord. what? When I take it, when I take it, uh, when I take it next week, I might take it in the morning. So I might be fine, like taking it in the morning and. You think you failed? No, 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 no. I I made a high enough score to retest, but you do have to make a certain score the second time to pass. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. They take this shit is harder than. Dude, that EPA test was ridiculous. Like, even though, well, let me not talk about it yet. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. I haven't heard the results, man. Yeah, yeah, no, don't talk about it yet. Well, (laughs) we'll, we'll when you get the results, you can't. You gotta. uh... I should hear back, hopefully by Wednesday, unless UPS destroys the fucking test again. 
You was about to say fuck Xbox until you realized that Microsoft make Windows, so if you say anything about Microsoft, <laughs> it's over for you. You're your just going to hit that delete button on my POS, and then I'm not going to have anything but black screens. That man's going to be like, well, can somebody put Linux on my computer? Yeah, what can games a, can run can on Linux? Linux please? Some Lenovo <laughs> something, please? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too funny. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. I'm, I'm thank put, you. I'm putting this shit up just like this, honestly. Yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do the outro right quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, y'all. If y'all listening to this and you're still around after four years, we appreciate you. Hopefully, we're gonna be able to get this back to a regular published schedule. Uh, I'm your host, the One Eye Gambler, joined by Nimbus, the actual, and uh. We will catch you guys next time. If you got anything out of this, leave a like, follow, subscribe, all the good stuff. Send it around to your peoples if you think that they could get something out of it. Peace.